Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush and Ben Taylor. What's up, everybody? We're back again. It's episode 283 of the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Happy Monday. It's Kyle and Ben, and we're finally back uh, and ready to talk some golf, get caught up on all the news over the last couple of weeks. Um, for those who don't know, I have a little bit of a uh, of a career change, and so my hours and Ben's hours are literally opposite. So, like, I'm working later in the day. Ben works early morning, so it's hard. He goes. He has to go to bed early because he's an early morning radio host, um, and it's it's just really hard to come home later and then you got kids and try to make it happen but i think we may have a solution so uh thanks for hanging in there with us uh we're gonna have fun tonight like i said a lot of stuff to catch up on tonight's episode is brought to you by bet online the number one sports betting website in the whole entire world uh sign up today use your uh initial deposit use coupon code believe b-l-e-a-v and get a 50% welcome bonus. It's been a while since I've done the math, so here it goes. You give them 100 bucks, they're going to give you 50 back on top of it free to play with. Uh, you got the NBA playoffs right now. Uh, you got golf every weekend. Um, I mean, tons of stuff you can bet on. Major League Baseball, literally every day, like tens of games every single day. So uh, yes. a lot of fun, a lot of, lot of, a lot of places to win, a lot of, a lot of things to bet on. You got the online casino, can't beat it. Um, bet online is where the game starts. All right. Uh, so one of the, probably the biggest news over the last two weeks, um, that we haven't talked about yet is Joey LaCava. Um, after, you know, I guess close to 10 years or maybe longer, um, has left, um, Tiger Woods with Tiger Woods blessing, uh, and has jumped on the bag with Patrick Cantlay. Um, it's put a lot of speculation out there that the Tigers, this is a signal that Tigers done. That's probably overreacting, but, uh, what's your first, what was your first takeaways when you, when you heard that news? I mean, it's a big deal. That's a, I, there was no friction. There's nothing bad that happened. It's just, I think it was just, you know, after this last, um, setback, probably just time. No, I, First thing I thought was this whole ankle surgery that he just had is much worse than what we thought it was. Um, because that gave, I mean, it's like after the surgery, that's when Joey approaches him. As you said, he got his blessing. Um, but, and, and it just lets me know that Tiger's probably not going to play in another tournament this year. Uh, now I will say it was awesome this week. They interviewed Joey and asked him, said, does that mean he's done? He said, no. So apparently he and Tiger have talked, and I don't know if he was supposed to release that information or not, but he said he's basically going to play in a couple of tournaments a year or try to play in all four majors. So I think there's your answer of what he's going to do over the next up-and-coming years. Um, he basically is not going to play in more than four tournaments a year. So uh, people better get used to it. because, And I don't even know that that's going to happen this year because uh, no. he's just – they said that the recovery for this particular surgery – the season's going to be over by the time and then he's got to train he's got to I mean he's already you saw where he get winded and he can't walk 18 four days in a row or you might as well say five days in a row because he's playing practice rounds and all that kind of stuff so right. um 
I don't think we're going to, I mean, he's going to have to recondition himself yet again after this setback so we're just not going to see him this year and uh and and he hadn't said that that's just speculation but that was my first thing i didn't think he was done i think he's just too competitive i think if even if he had to eventually get some sort of waiver to have a card on the pga tour he probably would have i think he just wants to play um and no he's not going to do that and they're not going to give him the waiver but uh even though other players have said that they would sign a petition to get him a waiver so he could be out there. So uh, it'd be interesting to see. Um, I, I do. Joey has caddied for Cantley before as like a fill-in. I guess they hit it off really well. Yeah. And so uh, that is, I think that was the thing is Cantley was parting ways with his caddy. And it sounds like, it, it, not that Tiger doesn't have the money, but Tiger did, they, some something was said that he was still paying LaCava. Oh, yeah. To, hang around and um even though he wasn't playing in tournaments he still was giving him some sort of retainer or something and i'm sure it, it was details are never discussed with tiger what he pays people so i'm sure he was well taken care of for him um, to but not i think yeah for him to go so Joe, long for him to go so long without caddying period like yes. kind of waiting with tiger uh for sure like there has to there had to be that has to be pretty substantial which that's kind of weird i mean uh, it's not like he's, this is new to him. That's what's kind of throwing me. Like, this isn't new. This isn't something mm-hmm. that it's like a curveball. Like why all of a sudden are we jumping, are we jumping off the bag? I mean, Joey, and I, I don't know how exactly how old he is, but like, I, I kind of feel like whenever Tiger finally does throw it, throw the towel in, he could get on a bag very easy. I mean, look, he just jumped on uh, Patrick Cantlay. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know. It seems, it does seem kind of weird. It seems different, a little bit more different than, mm-hmm. uh, than I guess it should be. I, I don't know. He's 50 something. They said that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what, I, I did see that where they were talking about this weekend. And uh, I, I don't know, man. I, maybe he just got tired of sitting around. I mean, I know the money's good and I know he's making money, but. Now, you know, at one point when Tiger was rehabbing, basically Joey was going over his house every day just to watch him hit, kind of find out what worked for him, what didn't work for him. He was spending probably four or five hours a day with him. But now with the other surgery, now he's just sitting around on his rear end doing nothing again. And so I guess that was the thing is when Cantley parted ways with his caddy, he reached out to Joey and said, hey, you're sitting around doing nothing. And we don't know the details. There, there may be a gentleman's agreement that he's going to do this until Tiger decides to come back full time. Enjoy, yeah, may go. They haven't said whether he will or won't do that, so that could be something where, you know, next year the first major Tiger plays in, Joey Lacaba may be on the bag for him. I don't know. Uh, they, they have not said yes or no to that. So that, that's what made me because with this ankle injury and with this new surgery, I mean, he ain't playing the rest of this year. Yeah. So why not grab Cantley's bag and especially if you got to win a major, I mean, you could win a major possibly, or, yep. I mean, it's not like he's a scrub. Cantley's pretty damn solid. Their first round together, he shot 67. So that's pretty, that's pretty solid. Well, in these uh, elevated events, I mean, the money's, the purse is bigger. So can't. That's true too. Like that, that's so, true too. Like you're getting, is that retainer? Was that retainer? I mean, if you're doing the math, if you can go jump on and, and get in some of these elevated events over the next three to five years, like Cantlay's going to be in them more than likely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
you know, set yourself kind of maybe set yourself up for retirement. The good thing is, the good thing is Joe is used to waiting. So, so uh, there's, there should be no issue jumping on the bag while can't lay and playing slow. Like he's used to hanging around just waiting for stuff to happen. So like that, that sh- the slow play thing should not be, should not be that much of an issue. To him. That slow play thing got addressed at the first part of this tournament, this Wells Fargo tournament, Jay Monahan even chimed in uh, because Cantlay's best response was somebody asked him about it, and one of the pressers leading up to it, yeah, and he's like, "I don't really pay attention to it because I'm not on social media, so I don't see it online or anything of that nature." And so it's it's like those guys are not saying that to his face that he's slow, and he apparently is one of those guys that doesn't read any headlines, so it's almost like out of sight, out of mind. In other words, his answer sounded like, "I don't really give a crap." Like, I'm going to play my game and I don't really care what you think about it. So, uh, but Jay Monahan said that the, uh, the last tournament that they had, um, the match play tournament, apparently it finished 24 minutes ahead of schedule or something. I was like, yeah, but that's not the one they're talking about. They're talking about it. the slow play that bothers me with Cantley is these six footers that he looks at from all 12 sides and does the, finger pointing thing and then gets behind it and then marks it, remarks it, remarks it, marks it, looks at it from the other side before he ever decides to put it. And it's a straight up bill six foot putt. That's the the time in the fairway that they're taking. I didn't have much of an issue with that. Like in the masters, when they were complaining about that, that's one of those things where wind and everything that, but when he gets around the green and he walks, he's got a chip and he walks up to the green four and five times to see where he's going to land the ball. It's like, bro, let's pull the trigger. What could you be looking at? That's the thing. I mean, you've hit so many golf balls in your life. What the hell has this green done and changed in the last 20 years? Played this golf course multiple times. Yeah. They watch now they watch film on the golf. Like literally there's a, a site that they go to that gives them like every, it's just shot after shot after shot, roll after roll. So they, you know, people pull film for them. Like, what What are you doing? You're walking up yeah. 20 yards to look at where you want to land it, and you're doing that four and five times before you finally hit it. And then you don't hit that great of a shot. Maybe so, he's got, maybe Joe is a better cat. Maybe he's got a better caddy now, and he won't that, that could be do it. that anymore. Maybe that's the key. Maybe, that, maybe that's the key. Maybe that was part of the problem, because he was not, he was not talked about for slow play during this tournament. Uh, I watched a lot of this tournament. I was able to see some of it. And uh, and so the, the Wells Fargo, and he, nobody, there weren't any kind of snide remarks about his slow play. So that it could be the darn caddy for all I know. Maybe he didn't trust the other guy. Who knows? Maybe so. That's a, that's so another me, conversation. Let me tell you what we, we, uh, Ben and I trust. And that is, uh, basically everything that bad birdie golf, uh, makes. Yep. Uh, I've got on, uh, the airdrop polo right now, uh, these things look great. They feel great. I mean, I, I'm pumped. I, I've never been like looking forward to hot weather because I'm going to be like the more of the more comfortable people out there because these shirts are light. They breathe really well. Uh, and then they look good. I mean, they're so bright. Like they have to reflect heat. I would imagine like there's no way that heat can be absorbed into these shirts because they just, they have to reflect it. So uh, use coupon code dad 15. Um, we really appreciate all the support you guys have been yeah. 
you've been like firing up the firing up the sales on these uh so it's making us look good so we appreciate that yeah keep it coming keep it going so they actually have uh they have pants and shorts and stuff too tons of hats uh you can you can put together you can cor- color coordinate really well you can you can uh from from the head all the way to the uh the bottom so uh check them out uh show them some love bad birdie golf I don't know. There's, I don't know their slogan. So they don't have a slogan. I don't, I don't even have one. <laughs> so, all right. Let's not um, give them one right now. Let's yeah. let's let's wait. We'll we'll come up with one later. But uh, okay. Moving on. Um, probably the most controversial. That so that was the newsworthy, and then yeah, the most controversial thing that I'm still curious to see how it eventually plays out. Um, and if Taylor ends up going to try to qualify, he may have already passed the deadline. He may not be able to surely he can, he surely he may auto get into one of the last, um, you know, qualifying spots Mm -hmm. just because of his world ranking or how he played last year or whatever. But the USGA reworded one of their, uh, one of their qualifications, to get an exemption into the U.S. Open, specifically to keep Taylor Gooch out of the U.S. Open. And there's no way possible you can argue otherwise. There is absolutely no way you can argue that this was not specific for Taylor. This is what happened. Last year, Taylor, remember, they thought they would be able to play. Remember, he was like waiting out in the parking lot, waiting for the rule. Yeah, if he could play in the tour championship because mm-hmm. he's he's made all the, or the playoffs. Sorry, excuse me, the playoffs. He's made the points uh, before he went to live. He qualified, whatever. Well, if you qualify for the tour championship, which he he still did with all of his points, if you qualify for the tour yep. championship, um you auto get into the next U.S. Open the for the next year. So last year – Well, you did. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, everybody else did. So if you qualified for the Tour Championship yeah. last year, you're, you should be eligible for the U.S. Open. It's been that way forever. What they did was they changed the word qualified, okay? So they, they went in, they changed the word qualified, and, the, and they changed it to eligible. So – uh, and this is after the fact. Okay. This is not this, this, so like he's qualified. This, the ruling stated he was in. They changed the rule. Now the rule states he's out. So it's like he, they took away, they took away his invitation. He's the only person that that rule applied to. Like that's it. Like they didn't do that to like, oh, we got to fix this hundred year old rule, whatever. No, it was specifically designed to keep, Taylor Gooch out. I don't see how they keep losing lawsuits. I don't see how they keep losing these court cases because it's clearly, it's clearly collusion. Like they're clearly colluding uh, all together to keep these guys out. Uh, And I I don't know how much more obvious you can be. Number one, this is horse hockey. I mean, uh, this is Phil has tweeted about it and talked about it and, uh, and Phil's gone off, you know, how disappointing it is because you're right. Yeah. Phil has gone on multiple things. He even went off on Colt Nost, uh, on another Twitter thread, um, which got a little personal, but, uh, and, and, yeah, and Colt, um, Colt is stop you real quick. Colt is like, so off, but like 
he is so carrying water. Like, it, it yes. is so obvious, and I like him a ton. And, like, for example, he made a statement. So it, this is typical in an argument when you know you're wrong. What you just do is you move the goal flow, the goalpost, or you deflect yep. away from the point. So someone said you have all these tournament, all these tours, uh, you know, would be eligible for the U.S. Open if for uh based off the uh, the criteria and whatnot um if they you know had po- every single tour in the whole world except for the live tour and his response are why should the live tour be more deserving than the other tours it's like no colt nobody's asking to be more deserving they're just asking it to be equal that's it like just play yeah they're asking the to be a part of it everybody play by the same rule like play by the same rules uh, across the board and let the chips fall where they may like that's that's all anybody's ever asked for uh i'm just i was very disappointed with with his with his whole uh tweet stream uh argument back and forth with phil he there's he made no good point and he's very good he's a great announcer i love him on, on on the broadcast he made not one single good point through that whole that whole thing well i did i did like the fact that uh, at one point in time, he was fishing for Phil. Yeah, he come on my podcast to talk about it, and Bill said, "No, I'd much rather just stay irrational here on social media. This this is much more fun." Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and he was talking about Colt being irrational. He wasn't talking about himself being irrational. Phil asked a simple question, like you said. I saw where you chimed into him. You said that that's the thing. We're not asking. We're not asking for extra love. We just want the exact same love that everybody's yeah. getting. Yeah. And yeah, we're not asking, nobody's asking. That's the thing. And it's not just him. It's Jay Monahan. It's all the people within the PGA tour that they're always like, these guys want to be treated special. No, they don't. They don't. They know they're being treated special and live. They know they're making their money there. That's the whole reason they went there. Yeah. They, they're getting their special attention. Now they just want to be treated equally like you're treating everybody else, but you are pissed because they defected and decided that your product did not pay well enough, and so they jumped jobs to get a better-paying job. That's the thing that everybody keeps talking They're going against the people. No, they're not going GA Tour. What they did is it would be like Kyle just talked about him changing work. He found a better position. Like that's, you know, when I left at my last job, I found a better position. That's exactly what these guys, that's what they do for a living. They play frigging golf for a living. And these one guys are going to pay them way more than the other guys did. So he's like, okay, that's what we're going to go do. We're going to go make money. That's any other, nobody gets criticized for leaving a job for more money in any other sport or any other career, except the PGA Tour feels like the shield has been tarnished. And I, you know, this this changing of the one, one word that's petty. I hope Taylor Gooch shoes sues the ever living piss out of him. And not only do they have to let him in, he wins money out of it, and they have to come with a payout for all those billions that they got stacked away that they won't share with anybody. And and this is not again. This is Kyle and I talk about this all the time because that Cole even brought this up in his argument. He said people are just being anti live and anti PGA. No, Kyle and I have talked about it. be pro golf. Just enjoy golf and quit judging a guy on what he makes as far as the living is concerned. Because, listen, you heard Greg Norman say it. You heard Nelly Corda say it. The LPGA Tour is fixing to go through this, boys and girls, because 
Greg and them are trying to get a women's tour up, women's live, and have co-ed events that we've talked about would be a very cool thing to do. And these women, and what are you going to do then? Because y'all keep saying all the time, everybody keeps saying, how come the women don't make what the men do? Well, they're about to, they're about going to do it on another tour. So get your, get your popcorn ready because the Nelly quarters of the world and you know, the, the Lexi Thompson's of the world and people like that, that love to make money. They're going, I'm sorry. There's no reason for them to stay. There's absolutely no reason for them to stay whatsoever. No, no. And there's stuff that goes on behind the, scenes of the LPGA tour where some players are catered to better than others. Uh, especially when it comes to like language barriers, they've even had to change the rules where you better make sure you know English in order to understand the rules. Cause people were getting away with breaking rules by basically saying, I just don't understand. Well, that, that, that's not how that works. Like you got to play by the rules regardless of what language you speak. So some of these players are not happy with the way they've been treated on the LPGA tour. And if Greg Norman and this crew, creates a LPGA live or whatever you want to call it, ladies live. Uh, and, and like Nelly said, and others have said, they enjoy playing in events with the guys. Well, he's already promised there will be co-ed events between the two of them. Uh, look out. Is, is he going to shake up the LPGA tour next? Yep. So we got uh, the next live events coming up this weekend in, in Tulsa. I'm anxious to see that one after they sort of, they started to kind of hit their stride. Um, attendance and, and whatnot. I guess it's it's going to be on the CW again this mm-hmm. coming weekend. Cedar Ridge Country Club um, should be electric. Um, I'm hoping that Taylor does go qualify somewhere, and I hope he gets in and I hope he wins because that would be that there's nothing that could that could beat that. He's playing really good golf. He's playing hot golf right now. There's no there's no way he should he should not be in. So um, getting back to that quick, Colt Nose thing, I did tell Colt he goes, well, what have they done to he said something like, well, what have they done to prove that they can still hang with these guys? And that was when I replied to him. I said, if you'd look at the top five that finished in the Masters, not that that's the top top field and in, in everything, but three of the guys were live guys that finished in the top five. One of so, like 52. Yes. So, <laughs> so when you when you talk about what are these guys doing to hang GA Tour guys, well, there's your answer. And I, I get it. It was in the Masters. Matt, you and I have talked about it, the fields a little bit more broad in the Masters than any other tournament. It's not the U.S. Open. But with upcoming majors coming up and some of these guys being qualified to play in said majors, if this happens again and another three to five finish in the top ten, I'm done hearing that argument about good golfers are good golfers. I'd still take DJ up head-to-head against anybody any day of the week, even though he only plays three rounds of golf a weekend. Exactly. Couple quick shout outs um to a couple of our buddies who play have been playing really good golf. So uh Blaine Barber Monday qualifies uh to get into the Corn Ferry event. Um I'm not exactly sure. I can't oh it's in Huntsville. He uh he Monday qualifies mm-hmm. for the, the Huntsville open or whatever it is, uh the Corn Ferry event, finishes with a top ten finish. It's unfreaking yep. believable. Congratulations. He auto gets into the next one. There just so happens to be a two-week uh layoff. So I think it's actually not this coming weekend, but the next weekend. But this is what this is kind of it's awesome, but this is kind of what sucks. So um the one he when the one he uh the one that he finished the top ten in, I believe was either the first or the second one of this next four reshuffle. 
Okay. So, so he auto gets in the next one. He has to have a top 25 to get in the next one. If he doesn't, he's got to wait for either one or two events for that reshuffle because after it reshuffles, he's pretty much good for the whole rest of the season. So okay. like, he will shuffle back in. He'll get the, the last, uh, I think there's uh, another um, four to maybe another eight starts, and he should be good uh, for the rest of the season. But the way the timing was, it just kind of – there could be a little gap. He's hot right now. He's feeling confident. Uh, so, um, I think he'll be good. Uh, another guy, buddy, Trace Crow uh, from Auburn. He uh, – I think mm – -hmm. I'm not exactly sure how he got into – I got to do a little bit of research. He got into the Wells Fargo, uh, made the cut. And had a top 30 finish. Uh, spectacular. I think that's probably, you know, it may not be his first PGA event, but definitely it's it's one of his, if he's ever made a cut before, there's not many. And he 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 made the cut at a at a very star-studded, uh, in a star-studded field at a very tough golf course. So shout out to Trace Crow. Um, before we move on to our last topic, uh, we also want to give a shout out to Primo Golf Apparel. We talk about their joggers. A lot. Okay. We're all, we're both Ben and I are jogger guys, but their shorts are absolutely the best shorts that are, that are out there. Like I have, I have four colors yes. and I'm waiting on the restock on the white and the khaki because I'm getting the white and the khaki too. Like they're, I just got my, I just got my white and khakis in. Did you? Yeah. They don't have my size. He told me they're, they're about to restock it. So, um, and I mean, you just can't beat these things. Like they're, they're, they're they're stretchy, they're breathable, they're not, but they're not like they're not gonna be your baggy old school, like they're athletic fit shorts. They're I mean, I'm telling you, they're just they're just spectacular. You 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 will not be disappointed uh with Primo shorts. You gotta get them. There's there's six colors. You can get all six, they're like seventy dollars. And then you can mm. take fifteen percent off with coupon code dad pod fifteen. D-A-D-P-O-D-15, take another 15% off. I mean, you're going to – you go get foot joy, you're spending 80, 90 bucks on a pair of shorts. Um, Peter Millar, you're spending over $100. These, I'm telling you, these are better than all those. 100%. Ben, ben correct me if I'm wrong. They're 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 spectacular. So, yes. Primo yes. Golf Apparel, you got to check them out. Um, save big and, and just – you're going to you're gonna feel great about it. Uh, and they just finally they finally stocked their new hats. Their hats they got Ben, you need to check it out. They got some absolutely baller. Oh, hats. I hadn't looked at that. Had... Absolutely baller hats. They just they just stocked them. So uh, check those guys out. All right, moving to last thing. Um, so we have hold on for you. Hold on for you. Move forward. I I, I looked at I looked it up because I thought I, I thought he played earlier in the year. We just forgot about it because it was literally the first of the year. Trace finished uh, T sixty three at the Honda this year too. That's right. Yep. And uh he, he played he played at the Honda and um he's he made the cut. He just finished two over. Uh so yeah, much better finish at a top thirty finish, finished T twenty seven as far two, as this weekend was concerned. Two cuts, two cuts on the PGA tour this year. That's I mean, hey, that's that's making some bank too, right? There, to help you get through no, for, to get yeah, through from, from exactly. So good exactly. job. Good job there. We got to get him on the pod. All right. Uh so also over the last couple of weeks, uh, Ben and I had another round and I've been waiting to play this game. We finally played hammer and it's electric, absolutely it electric. So Ben and Nate 
So it was me, Ben, and Nate, and then another buddy of ours. We actually finally we it's, that's that, we haven't all played together in a very long time. So uh, me, Ben, and Nate, uh, another buddy of ours. We it was Nate and Ben versus me and uh, Dan, our buddy, and mm-hmm. we we're playing hammer. Uh, and I think what did we do? Start it was like two dollar hammers. Uh, so and we doubled it each time. So yes. Uh, it was it's it's a ton of fun. And the way we played it was if you didn't use the hammer, if you, if you don't know the rules of the game, basically, uh, you flip a coin and either one person or the one team, it start, uh, whoever wins the toss becomes starts off with a hammer. So at any point in that time, if the bet starts at two, at any point in time in that hole before the last ball is hold, you can call a hammer and double the bet, and then it passes the hammer mm-hmm. back to the other person or the other team. Well, they can also hammer it back and double the bet back. Like, let's just say you start off, you hit one down the middle, you hammer. Uh, so it's the bet's double. Well, then the other team goes, they hit one right down the middle, and they're like, heck, let's go hammer it back. So they hammer it back. You throw one up there tight on the green, you can hammer it right back, double it again. I mean, it's it can get, it can get fun. I think we got up to, like, the most expensive one we had was – uh a $32 hole that we tied and then there was a $16 hole that we lost so it was uh it was it was a ton of fun um Ben had to all Ben and Nate almost fought over a hammer uh on early in the round which was a par five where I hit the green in two and Nate called hammer because he thought my ball rolled off the back and it didn't he didn't even confirm it he didn't no and I was on top of the hill and saw it didn't roll off the back and then and he just he's sitting out there the fairway, he's He's out there in the fairway and he just goes, I'm hammering that bitch. And I was like, yeah. no, we're not. No. What, what are you doing? Yeah. And I told him when he got out there, I said, hey, future reference. This was on six, seven. seven. This was on seven. And I said, future reference. There's a team meeting before we hammer again yeah. the rest of the round. So he goes, he said, Kyle's want to let you know if this is anywhere but on the green. I'm hammering. Yes. And then so Kyle, sticks it. It pin, Kyle sticks it pin high from 230 out. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of the best shots I've ever hit. I said, and I I knew it was good. And about halfway there, I said, "Hammer that!" And when it hit, he just the greens are so hard. He thought it was going to go off the back, so he goes, "Hammer, hammer!" So as soon as I laid eyes that it was on the green, I hammered it immediately right back. I made birdie. That was a good one. We had to have it because we um we were grinding for ties most of the time. We we didn't have a lot of opportunities to to really win win any big ones and then the last hole the last hole um i'm not going to rib on ben too much because he he did, did not play his best let's just say that he did not play his best the last I hole had a really i had a really bad day yeah the last hole i was like i think y'all had the hammer i said nate go ahead and hammer on the tee box and i'll hammer it right back he goes you promise i said yeah he goes hammer and then i hammered it right back so like right off the bat we're at like eight or twelve dollars i can't remember exactly how it was um, I I can't remember. I can't really remember how the 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 hole played out, but I had about a five or six footer for par. Ben was off the green for par. Nate did not have a close par putt, so I think Nate ended up. Yeah, it was between you and him. Y'all were both. Y'all were both. About, he was. He was right outside of you. Okay. Well, it was. He a, thought it was going. He thought it was going to come down between you and him. Yeah. Ben's off the green, putting for par. How far? Twenty five feet, maybe. Yeah, 20, 25, 30 feet. I was in the fringe. I was in the fringe. 
Uh, yeah. So that's why. I, and there was I, I could have been in the rough and I probably would have put it the way I was hitting my wedges. So the putter was coming out regardless. I'd already yeah. thrown the wedge at this point on, on like back behind there. I'd already thrown the wedge. And Ben doesn't throw clubs. So it was it was it was one of those days. Well, of course, he runs it in for par from 30 feet <laughs> off the green impossible putt and it was one of those where like literally halfway there you knew it was going in like I, I i you just knew it was going in and it just gets right to the hole and just drops in so perfect and i was just like un freaking believable so immediately nate hammers because i got that makes me have to make my putt <laughs> and i missed it. the best part about the whole thing was me after i after i putted it I didn't look at Nate, who's my teammate. I looked at Kyle to see his reaction. It was <laughs> I really just <laughs> – honestly, it was like I had just taken a puppy away from him. Yeah. <laughs> like he, that was one of those where he and, – and he looked at me. Like Kyle literally – Kyle standing behind his putt, and he's like reading it. In my, and he just goes – You have to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> he drops his head, shakes his head. Doesn't say anything, just shakes his head. Of course, Nate, who's probably had a few beers at this point in time, is just going absolutely bananas behind yeah. him and oh, talking all kinds of trash. I didn't say a word because yeah. I I couldn't because I knew I was about to shoot 90 plus that day. So I couldn't say a word. There was nothing I could say. <laughs> <laughs> what, so, what could I say? I waited to the last hole to make one shot all day. So I had to make par. I had to make the putt to tie, and of course I was shook. So I didn't even. Come, I didn't even scare it. I didn't even scare I the. Was whole. Shook. I was totally shook. So I, I didn't even. I didn't even scare it. Nate uh, hammered. Uh, Nate hammered is. I mean, the second it dropped, he hammered. So then I got to I got to make this to tie, and I was so. I was mentally defeated before I even put putted the ball. So it was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, We'd already taken his candy away from him at that point. He was upset. Y'all got to play this game. I'm telling you. It's great for two-on-two. It's great for one-on-one. You can do – you could do – I mean, in theory, you could do one-on-one in a foursome, and you're hammering – it's one-on-one. Like, you got three matches going at once. Like, you could have – it could get it could get like crazy. it's, It's a very, very fun game. That may be the game I play from now on. That may be we the got the idea from Jordan and JT. Yeah, um, the full swing and, documentary. And, yeah, full swing documentary where uh, you know if you're if you're watching that documentary, you'll hear little 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 quips, little sayings that they'll say, and I'm immediately like googling, like what does that mean? What what is what is he talking about? Yeah, and um and sure enough, that's what Kyle and I did in that documentary. He they're talking to, I think it was JT, and they're talking to him. He's like, well, I mean, Jordan and I were playing Hammer, and we're like, what the hell is Hammer? Like, we're like, yeah. what? what is ha- Hammer Golf? What is Hammer Golf? Yeah. And, of course, the first thing that comes up, I think, in my Google search, because I started dying laughing, was like one of those drivers that they used to sell at midnight on Golf Channel, the Hammer. 50-yard driver? Yes. That I can give, and I was like, yeah, that's not it. So I, like, keep scrolling, and it's like Hammer betting. And so Kyle and I both were, like, texting that night. We're going, we got to play this. We've got to play this game. It's fun. It's my well worth my, it. I played actually played it nine. I played it uh with a buddy of ours, David Brooks. I played him in nine holes before that to do to in Hammer. It was uh I mean, hell, it's fun in a nine hole game. Like that is a that is a fun fun game. If you have a fun group and you don't mind 
hand, like hand, if, especially if you can hammer, if you hammer early, it could get very tense. Uh, cause it can get, yes. I mean, if you're doubling it, depending on what you start on, if you're doubling each time, like it don't take but two or three hammers and you got a, you know, 20 to $40 hole. So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun though. We had, we had a blast. Um, it was good to play with, uh, good to play with Nate, good to play with you. So it always is. So we'll have to, we'll have to do it again and get some content. So Nate had a pretty good pick. Uh, there's, there's a good picture of me in the fairway, um, on 18 actually. And, um, I hit, I hit one just, I hit it on the green. And of course at our course right now, if you hit it on the green, it goes off the back. So I hit one on the green rolled off the back and Nate's like lounging beside me for like intimidation. It's, it's good. It's on our, I think it's, is that on, was that on Instagram, uh, on our story or something at one it's point? On Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Yep. So it's on Instagram, Twitter, and since it's on Instagram, it actually went to the Facebook thing too. So it's on, it's on everywhere. It, yeah, the, the greens, the frustrating thing, and I just can't make myself do it is I told Kyle, I actually struck the ball. Really, That's probably the worst score I've ever had for the way I struck the ball. Now, the problem was missing the greens. My wedge game absolutely was trash. I was chunking balls, couldn't even get it to the green with a wedge. I mean, I'm putting from 20 yards off the green because I've just lost total confidence. Put the 60 up and started chipping with a freaking 52. So I basically was chipping with a gap wedge because I just felt like that's the only way I could get hit the ball solid. It, yeah, tight lies. And uh, this has happened to me before. It happened to me when I went down to stream song. I, I put the 60 up. I just had to quit hitting it and, uh, yeah. you know, and tried everything. Put it in the back of my stance, put it in the front of my stance. I mean, trying to hood it to cl- nothing. Nothing's working. And so um, when you're not hitting greens and your wedges aren't working, there were a lot of doubles that came about. And yep. so, and when you don't back those up with any birdies, uh, the score got high. So it was a good, for me, it was a good note to end on a little more than not beating Kyle, but just finally something went right for me for the day. And it just happened to be the last putt on the last hole. There you go. There you go. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. Great show. Um, glad to be back. Um, I think we might have our scheduling thing worked out. So y'all stay tuned for hopefully the next episode. Um, in a couple of days. So have a great start to your week and we'll talk again soon. It's episode 283 of the dad bod golf pod brought to you by bet online. Always, always stroking. You've been listening to (laughs) the dad bod golf pod. Always stroking. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.